This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, 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 and welcome to the final weekly Double Tap Canada. Well, that's not entirely true. Come on. Well, it's the final final (laughs) one that is on... The weekday. <laughs> no, that doesn't work either. You know what? Stuff you, right? Welcome, it's the to, double, next welcome week. to Double Tap. <laughs> oh, it's all got a bit tense already. Hello, everyone. Hey, Sean Priest. Hey, you? Sean's here to break the tension. Oh, of course, that's why I'm here. Yeah, the you're last the tension Double breaker. Tap where we're all together, all at the same time, at this time of uh, thing. I've got a question because we talked about this last week about this. Marco Flalo, welcome to the show. These changes. Hi, everybody. Yes. Canadian Times. Yes, your question. What exactly does all this mean for us? More work. Yeah. So Basically, hang on. More so, there's, so there's going to be more, more double tap every single day. Yep. So on AMI Audio, if you're listening, it's going to be every single day at noon Eastern. Three times a day. Hi. What? So so that means, and that's going to be you, Stephen Scott, and Sean Priest. Five days a week. Do you, do you mind oh. if I pop in every once in a while to just say hi? I, I would love it if you would come and say hello. Oh, please. Now, be because honest. you guys are in the UK, you're obviously going to be doing that pretty early, right? That's the hope. Yeah. I mean, I'll be That's honest, right? We, we, we've done a, a couple of uh, testers this week. And Sean, how's that gone? <laughs> Not very well. When you say, uh, when I get a text message saying, I didn't go to sleep till 5 a.m., <laughs> let's push it back. So look, here's the problem, right? A friend of our show has emailed me a link to audio-described versions of The Sopranos. And that's meant that my nights are kind of gone. I can't... I, I, I've, I've, that's it. My days have gone. I'm just you listening. You can stop. Forget about it. Forget about it. Get me a coffee. Please. Get me a coffee. Mark. Uh, what was the other one? Forget about it. I'm walking here. Sorry, where, where was The Sopranos <laughs> base? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> It was French, obviously. Yes, that's right. It was French. You French don't, New York. You don't have to binge watch. You don't have to binge watch them all, so Stephen Scott. Just, just have one. Then we not so. And each episode. I mean, what happened to you know, like twenty-five minute episodes? They're that's all an like hour long. an hour I know. long. I know. Even if you take the ads, it's a out, movie. I know it's ridiculous. It really is. It's um, a movie each time. And the end didn't make any sense. Spoiler I've, alert! I've seen the thing three times. I mean, I know what goes on. And the funny thing is, it's great because initially I was watching it without audio description. Because I'd seen it years ago, my gran let me watch it as a child. As yes. a child, she was a she was a very bad <laughs> gran. I'm going to say it. As my grandmother used to let me uh, sit down and watch. My mum would bring all the Disney movies over, and my gran would say, "I we're not watching that rubbish. Here, there's a Sopranos box set. Enjoy." Uh, because my gran believed we lived in the Bronx uh, in New York. So. I will be able to pop in every once in a while and say hi during the week, which is fun. I like if you, that, if you get the chance, yeah. If you Except can get you guys, in. yeah. Well, but that's okay. It's okay. I don't mind if other people get the word in. It's it's good for me. <laughs> um, and then on Saturdays, the Junior Saturday baby. episode, it's you, it's you and me, me all the way. Can I pop in no. on a Saturday? Good. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, Sean. I'm going to I'm going to randomly invite you into the room so you can just. <laughs> There's going to be quarrels. There's going to be quarrels, gentlemen. Oh yeah, and yeah. and we need to put those quarrels to rest. So uh, well, you we're want him? have to do something. About- you think he's going to help this? Huh? Yeah, I am the uh, unbalanced. No, hang on, Kofi Annan of radio of, uh, broadcast. Double tap, right? Thank you. It's all going to be great fun. There's going to be more double tap. Come and, on, we're going to uh, sound a bit more excited more. about it than this. If we can't get excited about it, what hope do we have of the listeners getting excited about it? <laughs> It's going to be great. Well, there's just so much tech news to oh, get through. There needs to be a double tap every day. It's I think, as that. though, we, should, we shouldn't do the show. We should have agreed this in advance. But we shouldn't do the show <laughs> in August. It's a bit late. We shouldn't do a show in August. Because there's never anything to talk about in August. Everything goes quiet in August. Isn't there one more week of August? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What do you think we're going to talk about for the next hour? I've got no idea. There's nothing's happening because it's all coming. Everything's what are you talking coming. about? There's so many things to talk about. I've spent a lot of money have this week. Have you updated 
Have you, oh, I've bought have stuff. you updated your iOS for the hack? Have I what? Updated your iOS because of the uh, vulnerability. The yes, hacking has gone on. IOS. I thought you meant to the beta. I haven't done the beta yet. Believe it or not, I have no. not done the beta yet. Have you not I done the beta a, yet? No, I have not. I'm surprised because you were going to do this about two weeks ago and you've been kind of hovering around the idea. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting what, what, for you to do what? it. Mm, I did it on you my... You haven't done it at well, all. I, I did it on my other iPhone, but not the main well, yeah, one. Well, yeah, no, I have it, I ha- I've done it on my other iPhone. It's on It's on the spare. Oh, well. No, but it's, it's yes. it, by, by this time of the year, I would have put it on my primary and regretted it. Um, very, <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, <laughs> because I would have realized, oh, wait a second, I need my phone to work. I see um, that they've already got iOS 16.1 in beta. Already. Well, so this is something to talk about. You see, this is what's mm. happened is, this is basically Apple all but admitting that iOS 16 for iPad is not going to be, um, yeah. either it's not going to come out in the same time as, as iPhone, or it'll come out, but it'll be missing some things like Stage Manager, one of the big centerpieces that they, they've been talking about. It's universal so, control uh, all over again, right? It's going to take another nine months to get it right, and then it'll show up just by accident. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm into that. That's fine. That's fine. I must admit, that universal control thing really freaked me out, because on my desktop, I've got my Mac Mini, so I've got a screen for that, and I've got my iMac sitting next to it. And I moved my mouse, and the mouse suddenly appeared on the other screen. And I'm like, how did that happen? Because then, of course, what happens is the keyboard translates right over to, or transfers over to the other device. So, so that suddenly you're operating Macs, the other one. Between Macs or just between yeah. like an iPad? Or, you see, I haven't quite figured that out yet because I'm, I'm, you've got you guys on one Mac and another Mac in front of me, and it hasn't actually worked. Maybe, I, oh, you know, I know why. Because it hasn't, I have not updated the Mac in which you guys are on right now. Because I'm not oh, able to update there you it. Go. Right I think, now because, I, I yeah. think, well, you, no, you don't have to turn it on. You clearly don't because it's you know, just worked for me. I didn't do anything. It knew the orientation. It just works. Um, it knew the orientation, like which yeah, side of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow. it knew that it was to the. So it knew, it knew the iMac was to the left. And it just, it just instantly appeared. And what was cool, I mean, the only thing I'm looking for, and it doesn't seem to be an answer to this yet, is there's there a keyboard command that can do it? Do you have to use the mouse? Because oh. by the ideally, way, you guys. You, you guys at home, that. if you're wondering what on earth we're talking about because you haven't tried this out or you're on a PC, universal control means one keyboard and one mouse on a primary Mac that will just instantly work on other iOS, even Mac devices. So yeah. it's supposed to work to iPads, to other computers. So if you've got multiple computers going, you just literally drag your mouse over and it works on the other one. And so it's supposed cool. to also work, co- copy and paste is supposed to work yep. across the devices as well. It which does. Seems, it does. Do, 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 have you tried it with files? Mm, not files, just text. Just text, okay. I'm curious. Yeah, to like know I, had a, I had a, I had a, I can't remember what it was, a link or something. I had found a link on one computer, and I thought, I wonder if I can just paste this into the other, and it worked. Oh, it's amazing. So cool. It just yeah. works. Good luck trying that on your PC. Try that in the Lenovo, Priest. See how you get on. Oh, I, I will do. I will do. I did actually turn on, um, was it called global copy and paste or something like that? And I didn't realize that it's just to your Android phone. Yes, that's right. It doesn't. I, yeah, that's not exactly what I was looking for. Yes, I admit, the uh, Apple ecosystem. Yeah, but the, you, you yeah, see, you're seeing friendlier. that kind of line starting between the two. I mean, it used to be the case where Windows kind of just worked with anything, uh, and it still does to some degree, at least the files and stuff do. But the, the devices, it's pretty much Windows and Android versus Apple now. That seems to be where it's going. It is. Well, of course, by Apple design, right? Apple's not going to let Windows in if they can help it. So they're blocking them out. Yeah. It's funny because I, so it's Apple's I saw an update, um, which kind of it became news because of one feature that was seen inside the code. It was Apple Music, I think, 4.0 for Android. And in the software was, a no, I mean, it's a bit of a, a small thing. It's not, it doesn't really appeal to me too much, but Apple Music Classical is coming, apparently. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, the good news is for you, Sean, it's a totally separate app, so you never need to download it. Beautiful. That's how it should be. Well but done. it's interesting we're finding like code in Android software or an Android apps for upcoming Apple features, right? Hang on. Why would you have classical? Does that mean you've got Apple Music 80s, Apple Music 90s? That doesn't make no, sense. No, I think it's, is it not higher quality? Is it even classical music? I don't know. I thought it was something to do with higher quality music, like a Tidal equivalent or something. Well, why call it classical? That, that makes no sense. Like, I don't work for them. What do uh, I know? All right. Okay. Just you guys are really like... And it, oh, can go back to the him. beginning for a second and continue the conversation about. Oh no, yeah, we can't. Else? Sorry, the segment's over. Bye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stephen's pressed a button. It was the fun. Button has been pressed. Uh, yes, we shall continue this madness that is Double Tap Canada. Next, this is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. 
Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. <laughs> it is. Um, so let's get into it then. Um, okay, where do we start? What have you been buying this pre-smart? This, this pre-smart? This pre-smart. Pre-smart. This pre-smart. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I need more coffee. It's like Bragilino. Well, okay, so, so, um, you know, and this won't always necessarily relate to everybody at home, so I apologize. But if you if you like making videos and podcasts and stuff like this, and, and I apologize to those people who I'm going to make go spend money. So Uh-oh. I'm, I'm going to talk about two DJI products, okay? Oh, not this one again. I, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm not having We drinks. didn't talk about this last week on the show, okay? We talked about this. You and I talked about this. We didn't talk about it with, with I mean. the listeners, and this is our opportunity to um, have therapy. So here we go. So yeah, get um, ready to spend money. If guys. you guys liked creating videos and just even audio content on your, on your mobile devices, you may have heard Steven uh, rave about the road wireless go, which is, you know, two transmitters like lavalier transmitters that clip on your, your clothing and you can plug a mic into it and it comes to one receiver. You can plug it into your phone, which is great. I thought it was the bee's knees. What are the, what are the catchphrases these days that the kids are talking about? I thought Dog's this bananas. was everything. And then I said, Oh, Steven, this is a great thing. You need to buy for this after buying that, you know, kit for $350. Yeah. Here's a great charging case for it. You're going to love this. Mm. This is great. Awesome. So then my, my good friend, Mitchell, who co-hosts a show on Sirius XM that I do um, says, Mark, you got to get the DJI mic. I'm like, DJI has been making drones and camera stabilization gimbals and stuff like that for years. And they came a out with mic. this mic kit. Wait. Yes, Sean? I'm sorry. Just, yeah, I'm thrown by DJI doing a microphone. That's weird. So this is the reason. This is where it started. It started as just a microphone, like a lavalier, just little clip-on for one of their small Osmo cameras. It's really little portable ones so that you can have good quality audio. So then they've come out with this kit. It comes in this little charging case that's honestly uh, smaller than an iPhone, a bit thicker, obviously, but double the thickness of an iPhone. And when you open the top of the case and you're presented with two little transmitters on the far right, uh, when you take it out, it's no smaller than it's. It fits in the literally. I can wrap my fingers around it in the palm of my hand. It reminds me of. I, I try to figure out how to even describe this. It's smaller than the Rode Wireless Go. It's not a square. It's a rectangular device. It has a beautiful green light on it, so you know it's on. Something the Rode Wireless Go doesn't have. It has a microphone on the top. It comes with a little muff in case you're out in the wind. It comes with a little plug, so you can plug in a lavalier mic if you want to plug in an external one. There's actually a record button on the side. It records on board, like the wireless go, but you actually get a red light when it's recording on board. And an actual you, button to turn an it on actual and off button. as well. Yeah, yeah it has good. a clip on the back, so you can clip it onto things. But not only that, but the clip is also metal and has a little square magnet on it. So you don't even have to clip it onto things. You can magnetize it through clothing if you want to. And it really is smaller than the wireless go, so it's more, it's more concealed which is great. And it comes with two of those. They're identical and they are automatically paired to this smaller unit in the middle, which is about the same size, but it's on its side. So it's more like a vertical mode Has a beautiful OLED, bright, bright, bright OLED screen right on the front that shows you the battery power, the signal strength, the volume, everything. And it's a touch screen too. So you can navigate through it and actually control settings. And on that, this tiny little device, you've got a headphone jack so you can listen to it. You've got an output, so you could output it to a camera if you want to output it to a camera or a phone. And then on the bottom, you've got this divot. It's like a it's like an accessory shoe almost, like a camera shoe. And in the little box here, the, imagine that you could fit all the stuff in the box. You've got two options. You've got a lightning adapter, and you've got a USB-C adapter that slides into the little hot shoe or cold shoe, and it makes the contact with the bottom and immediately gives you either a USB-C or a lightning connector. So you just pop this right into your phone. And it, it's so light and small that you don't need to worry about weight and anything. So it immediately takes over the microphone on your device. And suddenly you have two lav mics of incredible quality that are wireless available to your smartphone. Of course, it works with cameras and USB-C devices. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal kit. The sound is amazing. Um, the kit I just find is so much more superior because of the features and the add-ons. And the and the and the thinking like you can tell there's thought going into this. The wireless go just seems, I don't know. It just seems like it just the attention to detail is so not there anymore when I compare it to something like this. Uh, and of course, it, it includes a little accessory that you can slide into your camera hot shoe as well. Just I mean, incredible device. If you are creating any kind of media out there and you want to record 
any audio in a good quality, this is a great device. And there's lots of people out there who want to create podcasts. This is one way to do it. I mean, especially, yeah. especially video podcasts. I don't know. Have you tried the audio recording quality on it yet? Have you phenomenal. Used it in Absolutely anything? phenomenal. Is it good enough? Would you say that that's the kind of thing you would use on a video podcast only? I would use it on a video podcast on quick videos that you're doing for Instagram or for reels or for whatever you might be doing. Um, it's like kind of like it's small enough. You just throw in a bag and it's just there if you need it. Like if you're recording videos, even vlogs of yourself or honestly, if you want to record a podcast, just you and one other person in a small mm-hmm. room, this is a good tool for that. You know, it's not the quality of a great mic like this, you know, because you're just not physically wired, but it is not only comparable, but it's so much better than some of the other products I've seen on the market. Well, I remember 2019 at uh, TechShare wow. Pro in London, here in the UK, we did the, the, the a lot of the interviews that still, I mean, clips of that those interviews still exist on, on our Double Tap TV show. Um, and that was done using a wired, it was like a dual lavalier kit. So two microphones wired you would wear, and then cables all yes, running. Remember that? That was so. That was cables. so avant-garde. <laughs> yeah, and and it was just so weird. And and yet at the time we thought that was actually pretty good. Uh, this is really interesting, and I like the fact that a lot of those features you're talking about, they are considered extras by Rode. So you'd have to go out and buy. So you can get the mag clip thing, right? You can get an, a magnetic yeah. clip for the Rode wireless. But you've got to go and buy that separately. Um, a uh, lot yeah, of, but what's the price comparison here for the whole kit of the DJI? Set up well, so the, the DJ mic in, in Canadian dollars. Okay, so if I go to the Amazon, for example, four twenty nine. Okay, and the, how much is the road? Road wire. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. So uh, road wireless. Oh, go to um, three twenty nine for the kit. Yeah. Um, the charging case. Other sixty nine. Oh, yeah. Um, and it all adds up to the same. And then the accessories, um, you're going to look at another but roughly $100. So it ends up being identical. I would say identical, if not a little bit more for the wireless go. And, Listen, you know, the, and this is all built in. You get the box. It's all there. I mean, oh, everything. I, my it's friends are going to be, yeah, I'm going to lose friends out of this, Mark, because my friends who've bought the Rode wireless kit, and the charging yes. case. Listen, I bought very it. happy with it. I bought it. I'm still yeah. happy with it. And I, I I look at it like this, okay? I bought it and I had the original Roll War Road Wireless Go with the one transmitter. But mm. I can now walk into a room, do an in, look at those situations like TechShare where you had two phones recording. Yep. You used phones because phones are the best camera we have on ourselves. You could plug one into one phone and one into another phone and suddenly have four great quality audio recordings. Yeah, two tracks sync to one, two tracks sync to the other. Boom, it's all there. Plus the backup recordings on the device, and that's key, guy. Though, by the way, guys, because just because you know you're out in the field, you're recording stuff, you can get a good idea of the recording quality of it, but you're not a hundred percent sure. You're never really is this exactly what's going to be recorded. So the onboard recording and wireless and stuff like that. Also, depending on where you are, if you're at a conference, there's a lot of people using devices like this. So knowing that it's recording on the device, so no wireless transmission, there's a backup recording there, is such an incredible safety net. And the benefit I find on DJI over the road is that the red light flashes, so you know it's recording. On the wireless go, you just have to turn no the setting idea. on and you assume it's recording. And that's the that's actually one of the things I don't like about the road kit because yeah. there is no indication of recording. It just you're kind of just told that it is. So it's all based on faith that it's recording. And in fairness, when we did it, when we tried it. It worked as long as the device was on. And there are lights on there that do indicate there's two lights on our, on the Rode Wireless Go kit. One is to tell you it's turned on. The other is to tell you that it's connected to the base unit. Uh, and as long as the one light is on, it is recording. Because that is it. As soon as you switch on, it's going. So in essence, the power button is arguably the record button. But I like to have that knowledge that it is actually recording. And, you know, the other thing that you talked about and we tried on a call, Mark and I tried this, is Mark plugged it in during a call and it instantly switched to that microphone. Yeah. Instantly. And There's I no cannot do that. To fumble with and yeah. Because Sean and I were at uh, Site Village recently in Birmingham. We were trying to do some recordings. And how many times did I have to... We ended up not doing it that way. We had to do it a different way. But you might remember, Sean, we had this constant problem where I could not get the iPhone to recognize the Rode Wireless for recording. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, aside from that, though, right, we, we were... I was really impressed 
With it's the a great piece of kit. Go. Yeah, it really yeah, it is. is. Especially when you just put it into the the handheld microphone caddy or whatever it is, mm. you know, that, that turned it basically into a, a microphone. Yeah, yeah. This this seems to be taking the learnings from the Rode Wireless Go and really amplifying totally. it, totally, really making it. Yeah, definitely a much more interesting piece of kit. So yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to try. It. I mean, it is nice. it is in my list of things to buy. I, oh, of course, I, it is. I, you'll bought, have it by the end of this recording. I bought I've bought more things. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Can I throw a spanner of in the course. works? Touchscreen showing you the volume, I know and that's the battery power. Yeah. It's not accessible. The screen is not accessible. There is a companion app that you can connect to it to get all those same features with voiceover. I will have to get Stephen to buy this to do an accessibility analysis of this ah, to make sure. Well done. Um, that's exactly okay. why I'm going to buy it. That's it. Tell my wife that. Yeah, exactly. Well uh, of course, of course, it's for the benefit of everybody. Uh, everybody listening. Yeah, so only reason I'm buying it. Okay, what else did you buy? Okay, so uh, you may have seen reviews of this online. People have been talking about this Insta360 4K camera. Okay, I saw so, Justine talking about that. Is that right? Yes, this That's is exactly what she's talking about. So this is a tiny camera that it, it has a small little rectangular black base with a, a pop-out bottom that lets you sit it on a monitor. So there's a lip in the front, mm-hmm. so you can sit it right on the monitor and, and put pressure on the back so it sits nicely, okay? You be quiet, Priest. <laughs> on the top is a motorized gimbal with a small little camera that looks like it's a camera like on your on your Osmo Pocket, Stephen. Yeah. Very similar to that camera, so it can rotate 360 degrees. Then the camera can uh, you know, tilt left and right. It can point up and down. Great. It's got a, a ring, a colored LED ring around the base that lights up in different colors depending on what you're using it for. It comes with a beautiful companion app called the InstaLink controller that works wonderfully on a computer. I have not tried this with an iPad yet. I'm curious to see if I can use this as an iPad. But this is an incredible 4K webcam replacement. When I say incredible, I've used the Logitech Brios. I've used the Logitech 4K cameras. I've used some no-name cameras that have really good quality, like this one we're using on our Riverside call here or a Zoom call. This camera has a lot of really cool features, other than the fact that the 4K quality is equal to a DSLR. Okay, so the sensor is that good. Okay, you you can either leave it in automatic mode, which it just stays on and just points at you, you can add things like tracking, where if you move left or right or up or down, it's going to do things like zoom in, zoom out and move to make sure that your torso is in frame automatically. Um, there's a whiteboard mode so that you can actually tilt this over a desk and use it as an overhead camera. Mm. Um, sorry, that's called the overhead mode. And then there's a whiteboard mode, which will capture anything you do on a whiteboard automatically. And save that for you. So when you're doing meetings, it's automatically there. Mm, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. You can control the quality so you can go from, from 720 all the way up to 4K on the app. By the way, FaceTime does not support a 4K camera. We'll get to that in a moment. You can control the gimbal manually if you want with the software that comes with it. You can go into image settings and control things like exposure, white balance, brightness, contrast, saturation, even the ISO. So if you want to <laughs> wow. really fine tune it, um, there's palm, there's, there's, there's automatic gesture settings. So if I hold my palm up to it, it knows to start and stop auto tracking. If I hold an L, oh, that's cool. like an L up to the camera, it's going to zoom in and out, depending on how much many times I put the L up. And then a V, like your two fingers up with a V, like a peace sign, that'll enable the whiteboard mode. Then the zoom, there's an AI zoom that when you when you set it to either head, half body, or whole body, it will adjust the digital zoom accordingly. Um, there's anti-flicker, there's different tracking speed for the movement, there's manual focus, there's a stream... Webcams are dead. There's a streaming mode that enables portrait mode and 50 or 60 frames per second. There's HDR, you can mirror the image, and it all connects either via USB-C or USB-A. This feels like one of those ads that I'm going to eventually get to the price, so where, where, where are we <laughs> heading here? Because you're selling it, but what's the price? Three ninety nine. Jeez, oh. Wow. No, that's, I was expecting that's not, a lot more. That's not expensive for what you're getting out of this. And I, the reason I say that is because I've been, you know, if you've been paying attention to AMI these days, there's been a lot of new video podcasts that are coming mm. out. We've seen Tripping on Air. There's some really cool other stuff coming along the road. Shaun of the Shed is going to be coming in video form. Lots of cool things. And I've been, what? I've been managing this. Shed. 
We'll, t- we'll talk about so. that later. Um, <laughs> I've been managing this project for AMI. So it means that I connect with every host and I say, okay, what camera do you have? Let's see what it looks like. Some people have great cameras like newer IMAX have really good cameras. And the Mm -hmm. camera that I've been buying for people has been called this huddle cam 4k. Sean's got one. one. Mm. It's a great huddle cam is a great, it's, it's made by the same people who make NDI. It's a great camera. It's got zoom, all this, all these great features. Um, that camera is $425. Right. Okay. And that's like a pro level camera with HDMI out and all this remote control. And this is this is twenty five bucks cheaper, and in my opinion, way better. <gasps> I demand a replacement straight away, Mark. Please. Note to self: order replacement for Sean Priest. Hey. Uh, these new cameras. So I got this to play with, and it has replaced with the DSLR that I had connected to my computer. Yeah, because you had a ZV. I had a yeah Sony camera that connected to my computer using as my webcam. Because yep. I want to have good quality for all these the various things we're doing, but I could I could probably film our TV show, Double Tap TV Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on AMI TV, <laughs> um, with this camera, and you wouldn't know the difference. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and I gotta say, you know, you talk about being the same quality as a, a was it called a SLR? DSLR, DSLR, D, yeah, digital. Sorry, I'm old. Um, yes. Good point. <laughs> Stop it. And it's something because I had the Sony uh, Sony uh, vlogger camera as well. And with a lot of these cameras, these high end cameras that do record in 4K, they get too hot. If you actually yeah. record in 4K, you're talking 15, 20 minutes. No, not even lucky. 15, by the way, on that camera that you were talking about. No. That's like six. No. Oh, no, that was terrible. That I, was, mean, I mean, that, that is a, that's a video camera for vlogging, right? So it's for video yes. vlogging. Yeah, and it overheats um, at 4K. Yeah. And it, 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 it will burst into flames if it's on for more than 10 minutes. It is just ridiculous. I mean, that we have that problem too with our, with our Sony yeah. A6500s, which was one of their first really kind of compact DSLRs that supported external lenses. And uh, same thing, if we record 4K and we keep going, we're recording a bunch of shows, it, it'll get to the overheat. I'll see the temperature sensor pop up. And we're using, yeah. not even using the battery. If the battery no, was in, it right. would happen a lot quicker. We get 29 minutes out of these cameras. Well, that's, that that's can, a different that story entirely. That's longer. actually a limit yeah. on the camera of recording, let that's alone right, yeah. the fact that, that 4K it overheats a lot quicker than that. So a camera like this for $399, I mean, they're just taking advantage of the tools and the things that are available now because of all these innovations and turning it into a package like this. It's just, it's just so phenomenal. And of course... Lo- like we're using this Riverside platform. There's Zoom. There's Zencaster. There's uh, there's so many of them out there now. EV Mux, all these different ones, which can allow you to record locally up to 4K. So you don't even need to record on the device anymore. You just need to have a good camera. So something like this would do the job great, right? You just hook up. You just go. You record, and suddenly you're recording a high quality video podcast. Which it, it, you know this is becoming the new thing. It seems this year we've been hearing more and more about video podcasts, and I'm seeing a lot of my blind friends who are on YouTube or on at least on podcasts talking about creating YouTube podcasts, which is something we weren't really bothered about before. I mean, you know, YouTube in itself might not seem like the obvious place for a blind person to go, but that's oh, where the audience is. Well, exactly right. Well, here's the thing: there's a huge platform. The, the latest news is that YouTube, um, YouTube is like the number one discoverability discoverability place for podcasts yeah Yeah. and that's not intentional it's not something they've done intentionally it's just that people you know just like ami and just like we're doing we're we're really upping the game when it comes to youtube the more places you are the more discoverable you are yeah and youtube you know we have this mentality of thinking okay youtube's video but there are people that post a still image with audio flowing back you know in Mm -hmm. the background but people are even upping that game and using you know trying to get video on there so that they have that visual element yeah it's not like radio it's not like audio where you can sit there and pick your nose while you're recording it great so you have to dress up a little or at least you know make yourself Uh, a little bit more presentable but i mean even youtube now in in so number one we have that announcement this week or that news story that came out this week saying it's it's the number one platform for discovering new podcasts now YouTube has launched a dedicated podcast page that kind of profiles mm. some of the podcasts on the platform. Right, it's, oh, it's really cool. infancy. It's like literally a day ago, um, depending when you're listening to this. Uh, but it's you could tell they know it's happening, and they're just trying to find ways to to help you realize that you can discover things that way. 
And just quickly, tell us about FaceTime and 4K cameras. That's so this is something I, interesting that I, I figured out. Now, FaceTime, from what I know, is supposed to take max advantage of the camera that you have on your device, right? Hmm. So I was using this Insta360 camera. I was on my MacBook Air, the new M2 MacBook Air. And I was uh, connecting to my friend Mitchell, and I was showing him the quality of the camera. And I noticed in the camera software that it was set to 1080. I'm like, oh, Mitchell, you haven't seen anything. Let me switch this to 4K. And the second that I switched it to 4K, the quality, he didn't see anything anymore. It was like green, green garbage. So FaceTime would not allow a 4K image from this camera to pass through and get to the other side. So if it's getting it, so if other cameras are sending 4K, it's, it's dumbing it down to 1080. It appears to be that way. I can't obviously confirm. I mean, if you think about it, you know, most cameras on all our devices, FaceTime cameras, they're calling them HD cameras, right? They're not really calling they are them 4K, are they? No, no, they're not. No. And, and, you know, I mean, certainly the Mac doesn't have that in it. I mean, God knows for long enough, it barely had a decent camera in there. Yeah, so I wonder if they're doing that intentionally because there's a limitation on FaceTime. I don't, I don't know because, mm-hmm. you know, I look at Skype. Skype supports 4K cameras. Zoom supports the 4K camera. It's just yep. FaceTime would just not allow it. Hmm. I, I wasn't down to the connection speed of that particular call. I have it? a pretty damn good connection speed here. Not, no, not the bad. Yeah, so does Mitchell. I mean, so I don't know. Mitchell's in LA, right. so I'd kind of hope he'd have a decent connection. Yeah, he, he's there. got gigabit up and down. I've got gigabit up and down. So there's no. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I mean, we can, we'll that. try it when we get off this call. We can try, try it amongst ourselves because I've got the camera set up here. And uh, I, I guarantee you, I know for sure that Riverside and Zoom and Skype support it in 4K because I've seen the quality. I've switched it. Uh, but I know the second I switch in FaceTime, it just does not play nice. Weird. Okay, well, look, stick around. Lots more to talk about, uh, including a new specialist device that's made its way out. I mean, I say there's not a lot of news going on. There seems to be enough to talk about. It fills an hour. Thank goodness. I think the show's saved. I got something else, too. <laughs> and he's got more. Did I buy anything this week? I don't think I have. Wow. Who's got the company credit card this he's week? He's got it this week because I haven't bought anything. Uh, hey, I, I bought an air conditioning unit for somebody. Oh, yes. Oh, it's very nice. <laughs> Double Tap Canada oh, will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Sean, shall we talk about the Stella Trek from Human Wear? Oh, can we please? Yeah, do you want to spend upwards of $1,500 on an incredible device that lets you find your way to the store and back? An iPhone. <laughs> you this sounds like a really bad intro to an infomercial. Yeah, do you want to spend <laughs> a lot of money find... on something? <laughs> I'll tell you, the first okay. thing I'm going to do is, I'll tell you, one of the, the things we've done, just a total aside here, one of the things we've done here as part of our new look and our new setup on Double Tap TV and upcoming on Who Knows What with Double Tap every day, is I got myself this new stool to sit on so I can be raised up a little bit in front of my camera here. Mm. And um, Gorgeous. I've got to say, I don't like this stool. I don't like it at all. It's What's the matter with uncomfortable it? uncomfortable stool. Get a cushion. There I you think go. it might... It is might it like a me. Herman Miller stool, like one of those really expensive stools? No. No, 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 no. But it's got a lot of padding in it. And the padding... Yeah, I need to lose more weight, basically. <laughs> not enough padding. There's not enough padding <laughs> in it. It's got about eight centimetres of padding in it. Needs more. Okay. Anyway, that's, that's like, gross. Let's, 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 yeah, thank you. Let's go off topic again. Like squidgy mess. Uh, uh, right, let's talk about the Stellar Trek from Human Wear. Um, so, yeah, it's been announced, what well, was announced a couple of months ago. Finally, it's arrived. It's out this week. And uh, essentially, it got this... lost. <laughs> that would be ironic, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> couldn't find its way. Um, this is a GPS device. Now, for those of you who use Human Wear devices, um, you'll know of the Victor Reader Stream, which has been out for years in various forms. Then there was the Trekker Breeze, which was their first GPS-only device. And then they brought them both together with the Victor Reader Trek. Uh, and that came out a couple of years ago. Clever. And has been rather, well, very well received, actually. It's been a very well-received product. It is a specialist device for blind people. I mean, anybody can buy it, but truthfully, it's more likely blind people will use it. Uh, it tends to, if I'm right in saying this, Sean, it, it kind of focuses more on walking directions. It doesn't give you the option for driving or anything else because we don't want that. So, no, you know. most of the time we're not driving. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, okay, yes. you could argue you could be helping someone out with navigation. So maybe that would be useful. But yeah. 
you've got your phone for that, I suppose. But for people who don't want to use their phone for that or maybe don't want to rely on a smartphone all the time, this kind of device exists. And now we have the Stellar Trek, which is kind of going backwards a little bit because they've taken out the elements of the Victor Reader part that a lot of people have gotten really used to. So, for example, reading or listening to audiobooks, uh, the ability to read and take notes, um, you know, internet radio functions, listening to podcasts, all that stuff that's in the Victor Reader Trek and the Victor Reader Stream, they're not out. So it would appear that the Victor Reader Trek and the Stella Trek have filed for divorce and um, they would <laughs> clearly want to live separate lives, which is fine. Um, no, it's not fine. No, not at all. No, it's not fine, actually, no. Okay, I must sorry. admit, this is quite an expensive device for what it is. It's 50, roughly 1500 Canadian dollars. Um, this is, as I say, a GPS device. And I say only, but it's, there is another function to it, which is, I think is what, what the price is really coming up. And that is it has AI in it, so it has artificial intelligence in it, that enables you, through the purpose, or through the, 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 the function of two cameras at the back of this device, to be able to uh, see the world in a way. So, for example, if you walk up to a doorway, there's door detection built in, very similar to what we're hearing will be in iOS 16 for iPhones with LiDAR sensors in them. Um, So the camera would be able to tell you where the door is, it'll be able to read information for you, so it'll tell you, you know, the door is at one o'clock, the building number is 522, um, and information like that. And you can also close signs. Push, yep. pull signs. Yeah. You can also get, for example, information like you know, short text, read documents, that kind of thing with it. So it's got OCR built into it as well with these cameras. So it sounds like a kind of amalgamation of, I don't know, a little bit of the Plex Talk actually, because the Plex Talk had some of this, if you remember that device. It had OCR in it, um, coupled with the GPS and now coupled with this extra ability to, to build an AI. Um, and that seems to be the way this device has gone, but they have taken out those other functions, like the the book reading functions and the internet radio and the podcasting. So, what's your thoughts on all this, Sean? Especially for that kind of price of fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, thanks, Stephen. Throw me under the bus. What do I think of specialized devices? Um, mm. Look, um, <sighs> clearly someone wants it, right? Well, it, it, you said in in your run up there about the the popularity of the previous version. Um, the Trekker Breeze and mm. the Victor Stream Trek. Or Hugely popular called. devices. Yeah, and and people that have purchased them love them. So why am I going to say what I'm going to say, which is, wow. I mean, that's a lot of money to spend on this device. For me, I, I just, I, it's, it's really hard to justify that sort of expense, especially when you're taking away the features such as, which is purely software-based. I'm sorry, there's no no technical reason why you should take away the ability to play podcast audiobooks well, and all that. Well, I've got a hunch on this one, right? So the, apparently this particular device is yes. running on the backbone of some version of Android. And yeah. apparently the, the Android version runs on what's called kiosk mode, right? So it's like a kiosk version of Android software. Um, so... If it's running on Android, that means it's a different way of operating to the existing way that the Victor Reader Stream works. So they they haven't built that in. Maybe it will come. Maybe down the line, they'll yes. build it back in. Absolutely. And and, and one, we'll, we'll speak to the company and we'll find out in the coming weeks about it because we have got interviews lined up with them. And I, I do want to know a lot more about this. Is it in the roadmap or is it going to be a totally different product? And we spoke to HumanWare about two days before this device was announced. And they said nothing about this. <laughs> yeah. They, nothing. Uh... They do keep their um, secrets close, and um, we knew something was coming. Yeah, but they, they wouldn't tell talk, us anything. Well, they did. They kind of did actually, because they talked a lot about AI, they and did, they talked a lot yes. about you know the artificial intelligence side of things. And we just thought, well, okay, great, but what's that going to do? Yeah. Um, and then the device was launched, the cameras and the AI. And, you know, part of me kind of feels they're a bit late to the party. It's like, hang on, but all no, the other no, companies no. have got this sewn up, right? Yeah, but again, it's down to how much do people value specialized techs, tech that is tailored and customized specifically to our needs. I mean, with physical buttons, physical buttons, and, and you know the, the 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 prompts that you get from the GPS, the turn by turn navigation, mm-hmm. is going to be you know, uh, really good for us. It makes it easier, you know, not just head north. It tells you every five minutes, so you don't know where you're going uh, until you. You know, until it shouts out at you. I'm sure there's going to be lots of buttons to press. Where am I? What's the next thing? You know, and all of that. So 
that there is definitely a, a, a positive to that. But again, I can get by with Google Maps, uh, Apple Maps. Um, yeah, th- th- there's GPS out there already, good maps. Um, there's so many. Until but, the app doesn't work or your phone dies. Until uh, and until you yeah, you lose the satellite connection. And, mm-hmm. But you know, for 90% of the times, it's fine for me. But that's for me. So I, I'm really torn on this because my first reaction is, I'm sorry, that is just way overpriced. But then again, as we said before, people who bought the previous ones, they loved it and they 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 found a use for it that that they which is better than the mainstream tech so i i'm sort of i got to take that into account but for me personally way too much for what it offers and i i just think i don't know it 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 kind of feels that we're being penalized or or for for, for what well, there's always a blind tax. I think we have yeah, to accept yeah, that. I, I, I tell you what I worry about. I've, I've been to a few organizations, right? And I've talked to people who maybe have recently lost their sight or maybe are just new to technology and the things that you can use. And I, sometimes I find that people think, I need, I, this is my only choice. I need to use specialist tech. Mm. You know, they totally, they feel like the mainstream option, such as your smartphone, um, is not for us because they feel like we need to go for that. And sometimes I feel that that kind of uh, perspective is pushed that, you know, oh, you're blind, then you need this special piece of kit. And it's absolutely not the case. That's not to say, as I said so many times already, that that there isn't, uh, this may not be better for somebody than a smartphone. But yeah, it's a lot of money, right? It's it's what it keeps coming down to. When a lot of these companies, um, I'm seeing them move towards this model of, if you can't afford it, fundraise. Yes. Make money for your, you know, to buy the product and, you know, go and swim the English Channel or, you know, swim from New York to LA or, you know, whatever it is you do for fun on a Saturday. Uh, raise money uh, by doing it. And I don't think you can swim from New York to LA, by the way. It might be possible, but I think you'd either get Possibly. cold or eaten by sharks, one of the two. You have to um, go around or uh, road yeah, around doesn't really yeah, work that way. No, so you'd have to go up and then round. Yeah, anyway, I think you'd probably freeze to death or burn to death, basically, by that. Anyway, don't, so don't do that. Don't okay? try this at home. Thank don't you. try this at home. PSA. But, but, you know, other options are available in terms of fundraising. And the fact is, I'm just not keen on this idea of um what was it what was the phrase i saw the other day someone said it was like pity oh i can't remember the, the name of it but it was a fantastic yes, line that came up with was. P- basically pity fundraising you know pity for pro- pity for profit that was it That's pity it. for profit um which is a little bit hmm, it's I, kind I do of true though on that. I've, I've, i mean we've talked about kit before like the e-site headsets right which are uh video wearable video magnifiers for people with low vision and specific eye yeah. conditions but you're talking you know Tens, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, whatever it may be. Well, it's, it's come down a bit, granted, yes, but it, you're it right. It's still, it's still up at the ten grand mark, I think. And you know, and again, they do uh, say that crowdfund it. You know, yeah. they've got people there that will guide you through how to set up a GoFundMe or whatever it may be. Which I can understand that, right? Because you can say, well, okay, look, you, if you can't afford it, there must be a. You know, we need a way to do it, right? If you need it, you're going to have to do something. And is of course, and, and no, no one is being you know, strong-armed into doing that. But I just think, yeah, but how much does it actually cost to make these devices? Of any of these companies, how much does it cost to make these individual devices? And do these companies, are they ever transparent with their, their pricing to say, well, this is how much it costs to make and there and we therefore charge this? Because I, I have a hunch, and I'm not pinning it on one company, I think they're all at it, well, they ha- they obviously have to make money back on the research and development of the product, so that's fine. They I do understand yes. that, and you know, yes, this is a much more niche product than most. So you're always going to be in a situation where, you know, it's going to cost more because few of them are made. Um, but it, it's just it's really tricky, isn't it? Because the problem is we are left in the middle here. You know, I feel that the I often feel there's a business price and then there's a consumer price. And I don't see that happening in specialist tech world. It's pretty much there's just a price. And that price is extremely high uh, on most products. I mean, 
you think of the things we talk about, um, I don't want to name names specifically, but pro- products that start about $300 that you could, you know, we're talking maybe a keyboard that got, yes. you know, three, $300 or way up to 5000 or $6,000 for a keyboard um, just because it's Braille, you know? Yes. It just seems ridiculous. But, but at the same time, that's absolutely right. And I, I get, look, they're in it for business. They're in it for to make a profit. Of course, of course. Are. Well, yeah. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and and these things look, they are sold to a small market. Um, so again, you know, the price has to reflect that. And I, I totally accept that. I I, I just the, the transparency thing does. It's such a tricky one. This one, though, isn't it? I mean, because I, I keep turning back to what if all these companies disappear tomorrow. We would mm. be in a, a worse position. People would be worse off. Yeah, they? but we we but we can't we can't treat them like they're some sort of do gooder either, right? I mean, it's got to be. This is the problem. We we end up in this position where we've got to be thankful that they exist. I'm thankful. I don't want to be thankful to anybody. I'm not thankful to Apple because they made the iPhone. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it exists. If it went away tomorrow, you know what? I'd figure out how Android worked. Well, how much does an iPhone cost, right? We've been through that so many times uh, compared to how much they're actually selling it for. Well, and, and listen, that's a fair difference? conversation. That's a fair conversation to have. And, you know, in terms of, I mean, look at the, the new MacBook Air that you've got, Mark. Now, that's what, $300, $400 more? Maybe not as much as that, but the new it was, one. It was the, the, yeah, the new one with M2. I mean, that's, that's a good bit more than the previous version, right? Yeah, previous version, I believe you can get into for like a $9.99, and then this one was yeah. like $12, $300 more. So, you know, you can have and I wonder if that's because these... of really, really at the end of the day, is that because of the cost to make that or it's because of optics? Well, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what that is. They realized the cost of this product, the value of it was way higher because when they put, I remember when they put that initial Mac Mini out, I thought that will never retain that price. I paid 699 quid. I don't know if it was the same in Canadian, but I paid 699 for it. And I thought that will never be at 699 again. This is just a, a let's get out the door. Let's see if people like it. Suddenly, everyone fell in love with it. That'll be jacked up. But I to found, I found the MacBook Pros uh, to kind of fall on the same line. They were pretty inexpensive in in comparison. They're mm. pretty inexpensive, and the price is being jacked up again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stick around. More to talk about as we wrap up today's Double Tap Canada. The final of the once a week oh. will be going daily. As of Thursday next week, we'll talk more about that in a minute. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. Ye and indeed ha. Uh, So Sean Priest, we are here from Thursday of next week. We're going to be here at 12 noon Eastern on AMI-audio. We are. Can I just say, why are we starting on a Thursday? That's weird to me. It should be on Monday. Well, Sean. Listen. Yes. The first of the Hello. month happens to fall on a Thursday. Well, change yeah. it. Push it back. Now, here's a question. So, wait a second. <laughs> so, you start on a Thursday, then you've yes. got Friday, then we've yep. got our weekend edition. Yep. And then Monday's Labor Day. <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, I love this. I, I have never in my life got free holidays, but I'm loving it. I get free holidays here. So, there's not going to be brilliant. a daily show on Labor Day. That's right. So, I'm told. So, it's not really daily until the day after Labor Day. The day after that. Yeah. Tuesday. And even then. It's not on a Sunday either. Well, Sunday, I mean, yeah. it's, we need to sleep sometime. Who says? Sleep is for Sean should do. I think Sean should do Sundays in his I own. can do Sunday. Yeah, it's Dearly good. beloved, we are gathered here today to pay homage to Sean. How are you doing? How was that? Yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it. Okay, um, thank you. Not certainly at the moment. Sean of the Shed's going to be on video as well. Is that right? That's You hear about that? That's so cool. It's going to be great. How's that going to work? Sean? Whose idea Mark, was that? John, how's just that? out of curiosity. Yeah, I, I have a hunch it was Mark's. I'm just was gonna it? Guess. Was it I, really? I was I was told it was happening, and uh, <laughs> and for the last month I've been getting uh, panicky, <laughs> more increasingly panicky messages. So how's it going? Have you got any ideas yet? So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm of course on. we have ideas. I've got lots of ideas. <laughs> it's just if you can get me to do them, it'll be fine. Oh, it's we gonna know be how to, gorgeous. This is, this is, and we have to do. We have dirt. to. We've gotten him to do so much worse. <laughs> uh, well, absolutely. And, and I will say, you know, we have to... Now, Sean, just, just a reminder, because it's in video, we have to do it at least a month before it airs. Yeah. You know I do all of mine, like, you know, the night before. I just do an all-night Yeah, I do. I actually do. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All I right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Night before. Good. 
Meaning it'll all be fine. Meaning this is why I love the deadlines in fifteen minutes. Here's the show, guys. I love doing this. I mean, honestly, if I could do this, uh, you know, we're doing it live to tape, uh, so that you know, across the country, people can can tune in at various points, and they're going to love it or not, but you know, whatever. And um, it's going to be great. I love that aspect of this. What Sean's doing. You can keep it. I would never do that. My God, can you? No, imagine? I would never do that. In my well, life. Hang on, hang on. But Sean, I, 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 I really wish you all the best with it. Yeah, that's thank a good you. One. It, um, it's got to be glorious. More Sean of the Shed this time in video. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. No, um, it's going to be great. Be it's going to, it's going to be uh, interesting. To uh, I'm going to play around with this, and uh, but you know we can get some for people who can see a little bit. Then we can get some uh, some actual video of what I'm doing on there as well. But it's all going to be transcribed, and it's all going to be described, obviously, by me as I'm doing it. Well, anyway, and, that's, so. and that's a big benefit, guys. Here is that for all these video podcasts, is that being on YouTube, and we're going to have transcriptions for everything. Not just, you know, AI transcribing this. Like, this is professionally transcribed, professionally captioned, not just what YouTube does automatically. There's going to be the visual component out there for people who do have a little bit of vision or people who are watching it with people in their household who have vision. Um, you know, and especially with Shaun of the Shed, with these how-tos and, and these tips and tricks, these are going to be perfect, perfect, perfect fit for video. So uh, I think Sean, I'm watching have, so much uh, more. On YouTube now. Yeah. I watch so many more shows and podcasts, especially the video ones, right? Because, you know, the, the, and oftentimes it's just talking heads or whatever, and that's fine. I like that. But I find I'm watching more and more of them on TV because, frankly, TV's rubbish. Apart from AMI TV, which is the best channel ever made oh, well and exists. Done. Good save, sir. Jeez, got that one, didn't I? It's funny, Good though, save. isn't it? It's, I, people go to YouTube now for, you know, how do I do this or that or DIY or whatever it may be, repair something or how do hey, I... Look, yeah, right, okay, we get the point. You're going to be doing it monthly. Wait, fine. I have an idea before uh, we leave. Hang on. No, 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 no. Uh, YouTube YouTube's great. Goodbye. You two need to say goodbye to each other because goodbye, Sean. next week... Goodbye, I'll Mark. You. I'll miss you more. That's enough. Well done. Our own podcast, Sean and Mark... <laughs> I like time. it. You, you now realize as well that anytime I take a holiday, you're on five days a week, Mark. You're never so taking you a holiday. holiday? <clears throat> uh, me, did, five days a week. I didn't even think about that. I just that. signed you the contract. contract. <laughs> Where was that written? <laughs> uh, no we'll holidays. Be back with a new show next Thursday at uh, noon Eastern on AMI Audio and on podcast straight after noon. as well. And then every single day, our Sundays, after that. It's going to be great. It is. Have a, have a great week. I bought a new we'll drone. catch you next time. <laughs> Save it till Saturday. Oh, bye bye. Oh, the drone. I can't wait to hear. Everybody wants to hear about these drones. More blind people I know want to hear about drones. It's incredible. We'll talk about that soon on Double Tap. Catch you then. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.